How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex and my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today we're going to discuss and react and analyze kind of the Jets win over the Steelers. Now, you know, Ryan was saying before the podcast that he can't he couldn't believe that the Jets mounted another comeback, you know, down what 20 to 10. Um, and obviously, you know, they made this pretty impressive return and, and comeback with Zach Wilson under center, uh, his first game of the season. And we saw a lot of positives, some negatives, but we saw some good good progression, right? This is all about progress, getting better, momentum, um, going into the deeper portions of the season and just seeing kind of the team come together. Obviously, the injuries at, at offensive tackle have been a little bit worrisome. Max Mitchell, um, you know, was, was uh, you know, left the game a little bit prematurely, but he's expected to be okay, which is definitely a great sign. Um, and hopefully, you know, Dwayne Brown um, and George Fan can get back in a couple of weeks. Um, on four, I think Fan, well, he's facing the IL, right? So he's out for the next four games. So Not Now the next three. Next three games. Okay, so you're out You're out uh, with him from a little while, but hopefully Dwayne Brown's getting a little healthier. Uh, but this team was resilient, man. This is this is kind of New York sports right now. We are extremely resilient. We are fighting. We are finding ways to win. Um, and the Jets did just that, right? Like offensively, Zach Wilson had a couple of big, big moments. He had the interception, but otherwise, he looked aggressive. He looked comfortable, confident in the pocket. Um, you know, this is definitely a, a sign of progress, a very, very bright uh, sign, at least at the end of the tunnel, a bright light at the end of the tunnel for Zach Wilson after a pretty solid uh, first game to this season. But Ryan, you know, what is your reaction, your impression of this win um, and some key takeaways that you want to discuss? It's a great feeling, just victory Mondays in general. I mean, it's been so hard for the Jets early in the season over the last couple of years. And to be two and two for the first time since 2017 is a really good feeling, I think, for all Jets fans this morning. And you know, really just keeping it simple to start. I mean, the team stats, you know, basically split even across the board. When you look at the time possession, the Jets had it for 29 minutes and 59 seconds. So basically even there, you know, both teams were 100% in the red zone, punching it in for touchdowns. So that was basically, you know, split across the board. You had each team converted six third downs. The Jets were six for 15, the Steelers six for 12. So again, you know, it was pretty balanced. And even the penalties, the Jets had seven for 64 yards. The Steelers eight for 55. But the key difference in this game really was just the turnovers. The Jets got four interceptions. The Steelers had two. So that that made the difference to me in this game. And it, it really stems from the Jets defense finally putting together a four-quarter performance that they can feel great about. And across the board, I think starting with the communication errors, you know, which DJ Reed obviously spoke on after last week's frustrating loss, I think that was pretty evident. It was cleared up. And, you know, the, the Jets really limited the Steelers. I mean – took away big plays. You know, they, they had under 300 yards of offense, 297 in total. Steelers were held to 3.8 yards of carry. So the, the Jets across the board, you know, the starting up front with the defensive line, you got a sack from the three headliners, Quinton Williams, Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson. You're seeing all those guys come on. You know, Q has really been dominant this year. I think you're really starting to see Carl these last couple of games pick things up a little bit. J.J. Sack was really nice, you know, showed some of his, his speed, his athleticism, the power, the size, the length. You know, on the second level, you had Quan Alexander fill in and, you know, he's really given some good things for a summer signing. And in the back end, you know, the, the corner trio of the Jets continues to really be stout with Sauce and DJ on the outside. MC2 in the slot had his first interception yesterday. And then, you know, the safeties and Jordan Whitehead and the Marcus Joyner with three turnovers. I mean, Joyner had the two interceptions, obviously sealed it there at the end and, you know, set up Whitehead on his interception, you know, getting in good position on the goal ball down the field that pick it through. So the Jets defense was the main phase that stepped up in this game and really gave him a chance to win. Obviously, you look at the offense, I mean, all eyes were going to be on Zach. And I think, you know, most Jeff fans will tell you they, they were happy with what they saw. It was not perfect by any means, but 
you, you saw a really fast start and a really fast finish. And, you know, I, I think throughout the ball game, which, which is really encouraging is that Zach looked confident. He looked calm, poised, you know, despite the two interceptions. And I think the first one he, he'd certainly love to have back. I mean, that's, that's a swing that kept the Steelers in the game. I mean, the Jets had three points in their pocket, would have made it 13, three going into half with the ball to start the third quarter you know, that interception and then Carl Lawson's penalty, which is a tough call, you know, makes it a 10-6 game going in the half. And the Jets really beat themselves. I mean, why were they down 20-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter, having to make another comeback on the road, you know, late down two scores? I mean, they, they beat themselves, and you know, after the 10 to nothing lead they took in the second quarter th- throughout the rest of the second th- into the third. You know, they beat themselves. And, you know, ultimately, though, when it mattered most, Zach stepped up, and I think the guys in that huddle could really look to him and, and feel good about him as their leader and, he made clutch throws. I mean, 10 of 12 in the fourth quarter, five for five on the final drive. Elijah Barrett Tucker is a star, obviously having to fill in at left tackle, you know, in a pinch this week, you know, you just can't say enough about the grit of this team and really happy that they got that win yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the, the one thing that really stood out to me, um, it was an individual kind of statistic. You know, the most important quarter of any game is the fourth quarter. That's where things have to come together. And what really stood out to me was the Jets scoring two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It wasn't just field goals. It wasn't just, you know, just clawing their way back. They had two long drives to score touchdowns. One was 65 and the other was 81 yards. Um, that's impressive to me. That first drive to bring it within three points, it was 17 to 20 after uh, I think uh, who scored there it was that it was Corey Davis past Corey Zach Davis. Wilson. Uh, yeah, so like they went 81 yards. They marched down the field. They had a mixture of running the football, some uh, bigger throws, some smaller throws. They even went backward a couple times. And Zach Wilson used his legs, scrambled a little bit on a third and 13. Um, you know, and then they had a pass for 22 yards on fourth and seven. You know, you're talking about a team that's showing resiliency in big moments. Zach Wilson, the clutch factor, right? That's that's what separates good from great quarterbacks, the clutch factor. Can you march down the field, convert on a fourth and seven, you know, use your legs, you know, find the right read, you know, make the right play at the right moment. We've seen Brady do it. We've seen Rodgers do it. We've seen Russ do it. We've seen, I mean, even Justin Herbert and Mahomes and Josh Allen. Those are what separates good from great. Zach Wilson showed a spark of greats yesterday in the fourth quarter, um, really helping this team march down the field and score two touchdowns when it mattered most. And then, of course, you had some good production from your running backs. You know, you have Brees. Paul, who's getting a little bit more involved lately. He had 66 uh, yards on 17 carries, almost averaging four yards carry. Well, like that to be a little bit higher, but, but he's still easing his way in. Also had a touchdown, had long as 16. Michael Carter only had nine carries for 15 yards. Um, he was a little bit more involved in the passing game with two receptions for 14 yards. But Brees Hall also had two receptions. This was the Brees Hall show in the running game specifically. It's 17 carries, 19 overall touches. Um, they really put a lot of faith in him. He's he's taking on a much bigger role right now, and this is pretty encouraging if you're a Jets fan seeing, okay, this is our workhorse from Iowa who is starting to really – or Iowa State who's really starting to you know gear up here and, and showcase that workhorse mentality. And Zach Wilson has a, a good running back to trust, especially in pass pro as well. He's a big guy. can do some stuff there. Uh, defensively, C.J. Mosley, he looks like he's back. 11 tackles. He had five solos and a pass defended. Uh, Franklin Myers had seven tackles, as you mentioned before. They had a couple couple of sacks. LaMarcus Joyner had probably one of the best games we've seen in a very long time with those interceptions and four passes defended. Um, that was really, really impressive. And then the sacks, of course, you have from Jermaine Johnson, Carl Lawson, and Quinnen Williams. So, you know, those interior pass rushers really put a lot of pressure on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't have a really good quarterback situation. Kenny Pickett actually had a couple of decent, decent throws, decent plays. Um, it was seven for 13, or rather 10 for 13 for 121 yards. He did have three interceptions. So not ideal for him. 
Um, but he, he definitely uh, has the small hands issue that people are always clamoring on about. Um, you know, the Jets, what I'd like to see the most in is just the resiliency. The fourth quarter, they showed up and they made big plays. They had big moments. Um, is there any individual performances that you were like, okay, like this is what we need moving forward? Specifically, I'm looking at LaMarcus Joyner. We need that version of LaMarcus Joyner every single game. He can't just show up occasionally. He's got to be uh, reactive. He's got to be using that veteran experience, being in the right, uh, the being in the right places. He just hasn't shown that the first two weeks of the season. He's been kind of all over the place, making the right, the wrong reads. Not a really good communication with the corners. But today, rather yesterday, he showed that he he can actually provide some good, adequate performances um, late in his career. You know, who, anyone that stood out to you, they're like, okay, this is this is what we want to see moving forward. Absolutely, I think you start just with the defensive unit as a whole. I mean, they. In weeks two and three really struggled and the team had been playing from behind early in those games and it made things hard just across the board for the Jets. And I think the unit as a whole can feel good about that game yesterday and now it's on them to really build as a defense from that game. I think taking it back to the offense, you obviously touched up on the you know yards per carry amount for Brees Hall and Michael Carter. I think, again, the main issue for the Jets offense right now is just playing from behind on schedule. I mean, first and 10, they just cannot – and it's not really Brees and Michael's fault either. I mean, there's just no room to run for these guys. I think they've really got to straighten things out. And, you know, who were the headliners? Obviously, Brees uh, offensively. I mean, putting the game on his shoulders, just his fourth NFL game. I mean, you're seeing the superstar potential this 21-year-old rookie has. The speed that he has is very evident. Making plays as a receiver. You know, they, they put the game on his shoulders late, you know, with some big-time carries there in the fourth quarter. And, he delivered, you know, obviously with that game-winning touchdown, getting the ball across like he did. Corey Davis, I think, is really an unsung hero and just a very underappreciated player on this football team. You talk about a guy with that that size, and he's really called upon to go over the middle on the intermediate level, really make the tough grabs, and he, he did so yesterday. I mean, I feel like all of his grabs were really some solid routes, you know, on the one fourth down, I want to say it was, on one of the final two drives. I mean, it was a really good route, and – you see the tough grabs that he can make going over the middle. I think Elijah Barrett Tucker is another one of those stars. As I spoke on earlier, you know, the versatility that this guy has is just making him that much more valuable to this team. And finally, I think, you know, give Connor McDermott and Nate Herbig credit for filling in on the right side. Herbig, we knew, was a really quality backup when the Jets signed him. And I think that was part of the reason the Jets moved ABT to left tackle this week was because they knew the strength of their depth was really on the interior with all the offensive tackle injuries. So, that, that was a really good job by the Jets coaching staff of getting creative. And, you know, McDermott, I mean, look, you know what he is, but he really minimized the mistakes yesterday. I think there were maybe two or three off the top of my head. And, you know, that's pretty good. I mean, week three, it was pretty tough when he had to go in for Fant. But the last part I wanted to speak on, and I think all Jet fans were really happy to see this yesterday, was for the first time Bryce Huff was finally active. And on nine snaps, he had three pressures. I mean, he he was he helped on uh, one of the first sacks that I think Quinnen had. I mean, he, he was generating pressure when he was in, and this is a gifted young pass rusher with speed, with bend, with all the traits that you look for, and he, he's got to continue to be on. He was inactive the first three games of the season. I mean, the fan base was calling for him, and he, he showed out yesterday, and he should continue to be active for this team on game day. So those are really a few of the players. I mean, you saw Elijah Moore, Tyler Conklin, and Garrett Wilson all create some splash plays for this passing game yesterday, which was good. I think once the Jets can straighten out that first and 10 ground game, you're really going to see this thing bounce out offensively and they're going to be able to really keep guys in rhythm throughout the game. And that's going to be key. And once this team, you know, the special teams yesterday missed an opportunity to pick up um, a, a muff punt. So when they really get all three phases in sync, which haven't been the case at this point, and, and Zach Wilson can minimize the mistakes, the inaccuracies, the 
bad decisions and you, you see the, you know, potential that he has in the big play threat. I mean, his capability was on display early in this one yesterday. You know, this Jets team, when they get in sync, can, can really, you know, do something special. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, another guy I want to discuss is Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner had himself a day yesterday. PFF just tweeted out that he, on seven targets, he allowed two catches for nine yards, one forced incompletion, and a 39.6 passer rating allowed. I mean, you know, if you're a Jets fan and you have a rookie cornerback who looks like the second coming of Darrell Revis right now, that's a very optimistic take. I'm not saying he is. But, you you know, having that lockdown guy opposite DJ Reed. There's a lot of optimism there. He's a rookie. You have four more years of Sauce Gardner, and you have DJ Reed under contract as well. Jordan Whitehead, obviously, you know, is probably about an average strong safety. Maybe you address free safety in free agency next year, or you draft someone. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about this Jets defense right now. The defensive line obviously has a lot of great talent with Quinn in, John Franklin Myers, Carl Lawson under contract as well. Um, and like you said, Bryce Huff and Michael Carter the second in the slot in the nickel spot. So uh, there's a lot to like. The, the, this team has good talent. It really just comes down to coaching, momentum, um, and execution. I think right now the defense is making some good progress. Uh, I think they're showcasing some of the strengths that we labeled before the season even began. But now it comes down to the offense, really, and Zach Wilson's development and growth. We wanted him to be active the last couple of weeks to really get in the groove of the season. But now, luckily, he's back. He got through his first game healthy, which is all we could ask for. Um, and, and he's making some good progress now and hopefully can continue to mount that and continue to compound the success. But, you know, this is definitely a team that has that still has a little bit of holes. There is some vulnerabilities, but winning cures all at the end of the day. The Jets are two and two right now. You know, this is definitely a team that is competitive. They're third in the AFC East. They have to play the Dolphins next week. I doubt Tua is going to be playing um, after that concussion scare. Um, you know, I, I guess uh, that leaves um, Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback. He's he's not that good. The Jets can beat Teddy Bridgewater. You just got to stop Sauce. This is going to be a really good matchup if 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 they have Sauce Gardner um, on Tyreek Hill. You know what I mean? If they have Sauce on Tyreek Hill, if they DJ Reed on Tyreek Hill, we'll see kind of how they match that up, what they do there to, to mitigate that. But the safety help over the top, that's what I'm most concerned of. You know, Jamar, LaMarcus Joyner is not a very fast player. Hill is going to kill him downfield. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have the best arm in the world. He did have a pretty nice pass last week. It was like 60-yard pass, so he can get the ball downfield if he has time. But he's not as good as Tua. Tua has, has started the year, obviously, on a pretty high note. But then you have the Packers and then the Broncos. Patriots, who you know definitely gave the Packers a run for their money yesterday. And then you have the Bills. So the Jets have a very difficult schedule coming up. This is not going to be an easy gauntlet of teams to face off against. But it's all about building momentum and winning. You know, you got to be disciplined. You got to have to execute well. No mistakes. You can't beat yourself. I think that's kind of the thing that Jets fans are most used to is just the team beating themselves and shooting themselves in the foot. Now it's just about execution, discipline, and not doing that exactly. So hopefully they can provide a little bit more. Uh, but Ryan, any other last thoughts uh, before we wrap here? I think one point I forgot to mention before was that, you know, Michael Floor finally stuck. I mean, and, and it wasn't his fault the first three weeks of the season. I mean, they were playing from behind. And like I said, the Jets have got to straighten out their ground game on first and 10. But I think it was a good thing to, to see LaFleur really stick to his guns and continue to run the football, even though it really wasn't all too efficient. You know, I think he did a good job of, you know, sticking with it. And, and he found something with the – you know, he, he got both Hall and Carter on the field together throughout the game, which was nice to see. And he did a good job of getting kind of like some RPO action. And I think that's really what Ezek in in the fourth quarter was just, you know, really freezing the linebackers and getting opportunities over the middle for Conklin and Corey, like we saw. And I, I think LaFleur, you know, he, he deserves credit. I think he, you know, it, it's, it's never perfect and it's hard when, you know, you're averaging what the Jets were on the ground yesterday, but 
he, he did a good job, I think, and deserves credit along with, you know, Robert Sala. You, you got to give it up to him. I mean, this team now twice has just fought until the finish when things could not look any worse. You know, they, they found a way to win two games here. And now, now look, it's going to be on this team to, as a young group, really string wins together. And they're going at home against a division opponent next week. And this is a time for the Jets to really start to string some wins together. I think that's, you know, for this team, you know, like I said, to be two and two for the first time in five years, how do they take that next step? It's going to like, they, they obviously, you know, dropped an opportunity against the Bengals a week ago, you know, now it's on them to really turn the tide, change the narrative in that sense and start to put some wins together. Absolutely. But guys, we'd love to hear reactions, your thoughts on this win. You know, we have definitely a gauntlet of games coming up here, but Zach Wilson showed us a sign of life, a sliver of hope for his future and what could be a very bright one if he continues compounding on his success. So always happy your perspectives below in the YouTube comments. And as always, make sure to like, subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. 